0: Show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors
1: Radio Program. Program. Hey, it's that time again to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the Data Doctors Radio Program, the multi-award-winning tech show for non-tech people.
0: Each and every week, we help thousands of people and their broken computers in our stores, in their offices, and homes all across the country. Then we bottle up that experience, bring it to the radio to help all of you.
1: We are the Data Doctors' Ken and Spanky, here to provide education and entertainment that we like to call edutainment. edutainment.
0: Hey, the folks in D.C. are at it again. CISPA is back in play. Also, can you make your daily calendar smarter? The answer is yes. And if you were able to get a Surface Pro, uh, what would you do if it broke? We'll tell you. On it. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. <sighs> Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio.
1: Those of you that have been uh, faithfully listening to our show for whatever period of time probably recall last year when we were, we, we took a rare change in direction. We typically don't get into discussions that even begin to bring politics or religion into into the or fold. sex. No sex you do no, regularly. No sex we do regularly. You're <laughs> you, right. Sorry. I You bet. do that regularly. Uh, and last year we made you aware of some draconian legislation that was being presented known as SOPA. And with your help, pardon the pun, you got you you, you helped us get Congress to drop the, the SOPA. SOPA. Yeah. That's
0: the Stop Online Piracy Act, by the way.
1: Because of its overreaching overgeneralized um, th- in the way it was written. So we have another one for you, and this stuff's dry and we apologize, but it's really important. If you care about technology, you care about maintaining some sense of uh, civil liberties and privacy and some control over yourself and, and what happens to the information. that if, if you, Even if you stopped using the Internet today, it doesn't matter. There's so much information that you put out there that this new legislation known as CISPA, the Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act, by the way, it's a great read if you want to go to sleep. <laughs> I read it. Anyway, um, it's, uh, it's uh, looking like these guys in Congress that really don't understand technology and really only about protecting us from the terrorists.
0: That's right. So uh, they are reintroducing uh, CISPA, a new version of it, a bill that would basically allow private companies to share pretty much any and all range of cyber threat information with the government. It, the problem is, is what is what is deemed a cyber threat? Um, what is the basis of this? It's a very loosely written law that gives the government far, broad, reaching access to data and information.
1: And it also provides protection to the companies that hold this data now, Right now, they're they're very protective of this because they know there are all kinds of legal ramifications. One of the things that's disconcerting to the privacy advocates about CISPA is that this legislation basically absolves these companies of any liability if they hand over information to the government. In other words, it's a, you know the the agreement between you and, and say Facebook or Google or whatever is that they're you know this is private; they're not going to share this. Except for when the government asks and we go, and, and, and there's nothing, there's no way for you to come back to us because the government allows right. us to do this without any ramifications.
0: And what's new about this, which is where, you know, when people talk about civil liberties, this is one of those things, that this is part of living in the United States, being an American, we, we have certain things that we hold near and dear. The government needs a warrant when it comes to digging into information. With CISPA... That goes away. They don't need a warrant to get any of this information. They could just say, hey, company, turn it over.
1: Right, and the company, because they've been given that blanket uh, exp- uh, protection, right? There's a reason why Microsoft, Google, Facebook, these guys are all in favor of this legislation, because it basically allows them to hand information over. doesn't require them to. It absolves them. But it allows them to hand it over without any possibility of, of, uh, of it coming back to bite them. So, I mean, it's understandable why the tech companies would go, yeah, we're in favor of this legislation because <laughs> we want to we comply with the government's requests and we want to do it in a way that's not going disrupt, to disrupt the way we do business. The problem is the people that are writing this are trying to somehow create language that covers everything they can think of right now. And by doing that, they're, it's the unintended consequences. And that's what we've said this over and over again. The unintended consequences of technology can be amazing or and they can be you know twitter was not created to to disrupt um a, and and basically be a, a, a spark for the arab spring right it did right it was not designed to up uproot the government of egypt that was the, the unintended consequence of twitter being what it is the unintended consequence of an over overly generalized law in the hands of the wrong um person that happens to be working for the NSA or CIA or any of those agencies, it just gives them free reign to do things without really having to worry about the consequences of our privacy.
0: Now, okay, so, Ken, let's play devil's advocate here. If I say to myself, well, I don't have anything to hide, I don't do anything wrong, I'm not a bad person, Um, why should I fear this?
1: I don't think we need to fear it from that perspective, but here's how this can get really misconstrued. How often, uh, how often have you seen people read something on the Internet that completely was different than what the person that wrote it meant, ah, right? Yes. So it's real easy to translate something you see in writing or take something out of context or take one posting on Facebook that has to do with something that they deem, okay, this person might be a terrorist.
0: Right? And, and. Primary example, my friend Scott the other day wrote on Facebook, there was some after the State of the Union, he wrote something about can't we just get them all out? Could that be looked at as cyberterrorism? Well, sure. I I,
1: you know, if you use the Guy Fawkes uh, uh, avatar, right? That, sure. That, that uh, the anonymous right, right. activists are using, right? Does that immediately make you a suspect uh, in the eyes of this new law? I don't. We, we don't know what we don't know, and that's the scary part. They're not being specific enough in multiple areas with CISPA. So the bottom line is forget about the technical components of this. And if you have the time and have the energy and the desire to really learn more, please. We've posted as much information as we can think of for you to educate yourself. But most importantly, decide whether you have an opinion here. And if you do, join the ranks just like we did last time. Uh, and let your representatives know that you don't want them to pass CISPA the way it's being presented today. We're all, we're all for fighting cyber terrorism, Absolutely. But not the, not, the, not this way.
0: We've got links to the EFF so you can read about it and contact your representatives. We've got the links at datadoctors.com slash radio. Still
1: ahead, can you turn off auto updates on your smartphone? But right after the break, what's running behind the scenes could be dangerous to your PC. It's, it's coming, coming up, up. Coming up. Coming up. It's on coming the Data up.
0: Doctors radio program. <laughs> The Department of Homeland Security is warning us about another major vulnerability. This time, they want you to turn off UPNP, Universal Plug and Play.
1: So, how do you do it? And how will it impact your computer usage? These questions can only be answered by someone that understands your computer and how you use it. You need someone you can trust to help you
0: navigate all these ongoing security problems. If you don't have someone you can trust, let Data Doctors help you.
1: Bring your computer into Data Doctors and we can do a free computer security checkup while you wait And if everything looks good, we can install a program that allows you to turn UPnP on and off at will. If you haven't had your computer checked out in a while, it's time. The ability
0: for bad guys to silently control your computer is greater than ever. And they're counting on you
1: to do nothing. Don't let the bad guys win. Bring your computer into Data Doctors Now for that free computer security checkup and get peace of mind. Find the Data Doctors location nearest you. Go to DataDoctors.com and schedule your free computer security checkup today. It's
0: the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. If you like the sound of our voices, especially mine, no? And you want to hear us after April 1st, you need to head on over to DataDoctors.com slash radio now. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. The Data Doctors radio program is growing our digital footprint. We're moving off the radio. Again, we've got seven left on the station you're hearing us on right now.
2: It's the tech show for, for, non-tech, tech tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program.
0: Facebook.com slash Data Doctors is the place you can go anytime you have a question. 24-7-365, and we'll get you an answer as quickly as possible. Yeah, man. Marge did. She wanted to know, I heard your radio broadcast the other day regarding the number of processes running. Processes. Running. Yes. And when I started my laptop today, I checked it out. It said there were 97 of them. But when I went down the list, I counted them, and there were only 41. Is there a problem, or is the 41 good? Hmm. So there were 97 when she started it
1: up. Well, hang on. If she went down the list, and there were only 41... Yes. ...then she um, she did not understand that there are processes potentially running from other sessions, right... So, like, if you have two different profiles, mm-hmm. we have a Ken and we have a Spanky, and we're right. both logged into the same machine, you, l- you switch over to the other account, then whatever's open from that other profile. So you got to make sure that you don't have any other profiles open. And the easiest way to do that, uh, uh, let's just kind of retrench, because this is over the 15 years of doing this on the air, this has been the most consistently um, confusing but helpful, I think, <clears throat> tip that we can give for self-checks. And that is... If you're on a windows machine you can do a control alt delete or right click on the task bar at the bottom either one to give yourself the opportunity to open what's called the task manager and what you're trying to do is really understand what's going on with your computer when you open the task manager on the bottom left hand corner of that screen will be a, a thing that says processes will give you a number now it's really important that before you do this You restart your computer. That will make sure that all the profiles are logged out and make sure nothing else is running. Um, And you don't want to open any programs. The only program running should be the task manager itself for you to properly do this check. At that point, if you've got um, a Windows 7 machine and it's a desktop, between 45 and 50 processes is what a really well-maintained computer is going to look like. So if you're at 55, 60... Even, I'd say, nah, anything over 60, you'd start to go, well, maybe I'll look into this. But at about 60, I, I'd start to have some concerns. If you have 70, 80, or in this case, 97, you have way more processes than should be running for a clean start. More importantly, if, in your case, Marge, if the uh, the device or the uh, the list that you're seeing only shows 41, but it shows 97 processes running because you've got the button that says show all running processes. It's possible that a piece of malware, whenever you boot your computer, starts this whole other session without you even knowing it. Mm. The fact that it's 97 from a clean boot, if that's really the case, that's a, that's a huge red flag that says, I need to have somebody look at this. And this is not, unfortunately, this is not a do-it-yourself, figure out what's going on. It's too important for you to just take laxadaisically or try to figure this out. It's fairly technical. You gotta really understand what all those processes are, what they mean, which ones basically are, are scary looking, which ones are no big deal. That's not something you're gonna know unless you live in this world or, or certified Windows person, right? We understand how the, the registry works and those kinds of things. This is intended for you as a user to do a quick self check of your computer so that you realize, I better take this in. I better get with my computer guy. I better have somebody I trust look at this. This is not going to be ever a do-it-yourself brain surgery. Th- because this is essentially brain surgery to get this stuff figured out. And it changes almost daily what is a threat and what is not. And the, the cure for the fix is is not just removing those processes... But figuring out, do I have other security issues that are allowing these processes to sneak in? So this is just the beginning of a long process if you're going to properly maintain your computer. This is what we do with our own computers. Whenever we see something like this, we don't just stop at getting those processes out. How'd they get in there in the first place? Was it a user behavior issue? If it was, let's fix that. Was it a security issue because you didn't get a patch, right? piece of malware stuck in whatever so you really got to go beyond that that's why this this is not something that the average user has a possibility of being good at
0: now you mac users you need to go into your applications into your utilities folder and launch a uh, an app called activity monitor activity monitor is going to tell you in the mac world pretty much the same thing that you're going to get on the windows world doing it the other way on a mac you could see 150 to 170 processes running if you see 190, 200, 210, you've got a problem. I don't want you to think for a second that you are immune because a lot of Mac people still, oh, I'm immune, nothing can hurt me. Not true. Um, my Trend Micro Microsoftware has stopped at least 30 different potential threats to my Mac in the last few months. So if you don't have protection on your computer... There's a good chance that an attack has been attempted. There's a good chance that you may even have something brewing that you don't even know about.
1: Well, the bigger issue is that if you're a Mac user, the, the forward-looking um, landscape ain't great. No. So you may as well get used to that type of security now just so that you're prepared. You want to be secured before the rest of the world says, you know what? Enough Macs have been attacked. Now it's time to do it. It's We've already seen enough for, you to, 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 for, for us to recommend that you do that. Um, and again, if you have... Older versions of of Windows, like Windows XP, a well-maintained machine will be in the 35 processes range. If you have a laptop, you can add four or five processes because there are uh, power uh, processes. Power management, right, those kinds of things that are relevant. But the bottom line is that, and then also look to see, with nothing running, click over to the performance tab and see if you see the processor jumping up and down like something's going on even though you're not doing anything. That's another indication you need to have the thing looked at. We've got a video that basically goes over this uh, step by step. Um, And if you think you want to try to figure out how to uh, go through 50 processes and figure out what's what, (laughs) we've got a video that explains what, you know, not exactly because there's no way for us to tell you exactly how to get rid of 10,000 different processes. That
0: would be like the doctor telling you how to cure yourself before you ever got in. Uh, I mean, it could be so many different things. Right.
1: But if you want to try to, you know, figure out what's what, We've got a video that explains that as well. Hey,
0: real quick. Tuesday, Adobe announced a zero-day exploit has been discovered in the Adobe Reader. So as a caution to you, uh, Reader 10 and 11 people, be careful what you click. They're showing up as these malicious PDF files. And
1: again, this is Mac and Windows. Mac and Windows. They're not going after the operating system, people. They're going after what you use. We all use the same thing. Coming up, are they watching your every keystroke? That's this week's help. Also, can you stop your phone from updating everything automatically? Hmm. Hmm. Would you want to? Inquiring acquiring mind's got to know. It's
2: the tech show for non-tech people.
0: This is the Data Doctors radio program.
1: Hey, if you like all the tips, tricks, warnings, and just how-tos that we give here on the radio show, you'll love them even more when they hit your inbox free of charge. Yes. F-R-E-E-E-E. Free tips on a weekly basis. Just subscribe to our newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. Look for the newsletter box. Give us your email address. You know how it goes. And if you're a business person, sign up for our BizTech monthly.
0: It's the Data Doctors radio program. Got a tech question? Get an answer in English.
1: Ask us now at at
0: facebook.com slash datadoctors. And that's where Raylan did, does... Do. Raylan wants to know, I got a droid question. Is there any way to mass turn off the auto updates of my apps? I want to be able to choose an update when I choose when I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Well, that that actually makes a lot of sense, and it's a question that...
1: Duh, why use your 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 data data plan to do that? To do updates of apps?
0: Well, so the answer is yes, you can do that. And, of course, they don't make it do that by default because they assume... They, the phone manufacturer, they and the Google and the Google assume that you want to keep everything updated all the time, a.k.a. the overlords. Yes. You know, you want to update things on your schedule and that totally makes sense. So to do that on on your Android phone, first, you got to go to your home screen. That's a good place to start. And then go to that little applications container on the home screen and then take that'll take you to the Play Store. Once you're in the Play Store, you go to the settings button on the bottom of the phone. That's the one that lights up, not in the actual app. And then you can select the settings inside the Play Store. And then if the auto updates apps has been checked, all you have to do is push that little box and uncheck it. And your auto updates are gone. Now, caution. Caution. If you don't have your auto updates turned on, this is kind of like when we talk about backup. If you have to do something, think about it, you're most likely not going
1: to do it. And it's going to, uh, the technical word is um, fail.
0: Yes, (laughs) bite you in the butt because Androids are one of the most vulnerable of the mobile phones. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the program. So there are some things that you want to keep updated automatically. So our advice to you. Is to keep them updated automatically. However, you can actually go in and I've, I'll get you the where the setting is. In fact, wait till we're off the air and I'll dig into it a little bit. Um, that so that you're not using your 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 your, your data, your data plan. plan. You're only doing it when you're connected to Wi-Fi, which is the smarter way to go.
1: I think that's more gooder.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Bada bing. Hey, listen. We uh, speaking of updates. Apple released their six point one point one. Update to fix the 6.1, <laughs> which was supposed to fix the 6.0 oh. update.
0: And, th- and the 6.11 update f- is for 4S users only right now. Yes.
1: They're, they're promising now. So th- the battery issue that we've talked about before and we talked about on our Facebook page and whatever, turns out that if you are using an Exchange server, there's a very high likelihood that that's what's causing your battery drain, and they're working on a fix for that. So we'll let you know when that's available as well here on the radio um, uh, through our facebook page through uh, our newsletter whatever so we'll, we'll try to keep you posted folks it's getting to the point where this is happening almost daily yeah we're trying to watch all of these things we get probably 50 alerts a day from all kinds of different companies we look at those and go okay how many of these actually pertain to our audience yep how many of these are actually important or minor or whatever so we try not to inundate you with all of this stuff we only post and primarily on facebook it's the easiest way for us to broadcast to you quickly that there's an issue so going back to a tip we talked about weeks ago uh, how stuff disappears from your facebook news stream make it a habit that if you want to be able to see our alerts on a regular make it a habit at least once every two weeks and maybe once a week come to our facebook page Click on like. Click on something that tells Facebook you're actually interested in continuing to see our stuff. If you don't engage with us on our Facebook page, our Facebook alerts won't show up in your news stream. You're going to have to remember to come see us. And, and you already know you've liked a bazillion pages, and you don't see anything from those places. And it's because you're not engaging with them on a regular basis. Right. We'd like to believe that we can provide you value if you stay in communication with us. So participate in our polls. Click on like. Click on share. Click on something that's going to give Facebook the indication that you want to see, you want to continue to engage with the dated actors. That way, when we do post these, and we had three or four last week, yep, uh, yeah. and the week before, that were that were all pretty important um, alerts and updates, uh, including things that we're seeing in email. We have mail servers that we manage, so we're seeing a million messages plus a day, and so when we start to see a very common attack. Phishing attack uh, Threats Those kinds of things We're going to warn you About those as well So I think we're going to Provide you value Though like us on Facebook That's why you should like us
0: If you like us on Facebook You're going to love us Anyway mm-hmm. Earlier on this week On Facebook <clears throat> I actually posted this one
1: and I think About an app And I think The fact that you talked about this And told so many people That it was so awesome D- did, well,
0: I crashed the damn server we, uh, Basically the company
1: said We can't take, can't any, take more any more users people Right now
0: So is there a way To make your calendar On your smartphone smarter that's the question, and the answer is yes, and it's an app called Tempo. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you're listening to us right now, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to use Tempo, but let me tell you what, when you can get in and actually use it, what Tempo does, because at first I was a little skeptical, and then I'm like, oh, this is smart. So, what Tempo does is it, it basically takes your contact information, your calendar appointments, your all the information that goes with an appointment... It puts your day together in a way that makes sense. So, for example, I had a lunch appointment the other day, and it said who the lunch appointment was with. It had the the location of the restaurant, directions to the restaurant, the phone number to the person I was meeting and the restaurant. It It's smart, and it pulls in pulls all, that stuff, all that stuff together to make your day, your agenda, so much easier to understand and use. That does sound more smarter. Hey, coming up. Guess who's getting into the TV game? No, it's not Apple. Also, Google now. It's a powerful new tool. This could make Siri shake in her shorts. It's coming up here on the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, it's the Data Doctors.
2: Hey, lots of you come to our stores when you have computer problems. Many of you rely on
0: our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls.
2: Some of you take advantage of Data Doctors' remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the Internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right, whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away.
0: Instead of using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business
2: Services team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department.
0: Go to DataDoctors.com and let us take away the pain.
2: In store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to DataDoctors.com right
0: now. (laughs) Like he said, go to DataDoctors.com and get ready to experience
2: award-winning service data doctors since 1988 we're the tech guys for non-tech people it's the tech show for non-tech people this is the data doctors
1: radio program
0: this song reminds me of the music from the Munsters tv show remember that a little different quick programming reminder the data doctors radio program is packing up and moving out april 1st we're going all digital that means if you're listening to us on the radio right now right this second you won't be hearing us here anymore So if you're not connected to the digital version of the show, you better be. Go to DataDoctors.com slash radio and pick your subscription poison.
2: They're Trekkies and they're Techies. We are neither. This is the Data Doctors radio program. This
0: is the Data Doctors radio
1: program. You know the mashups that are really common today where they take two songs and... How about we do the Hey Hey We're the Monsters song?
0: Hey Hey We're the Monsters. That
1: would be good. You could have fun with that, huh? So it's no
0: longer a rumor.
1: Guess who's getting into the TV business? The internet-connected TV set-top box business.
0: Yeah, it's not Apple. You know, we know, by the way, Apple, there are some, uh, some further indications, by the way, that Apple will be producing, uh, we're not sure what they're calling it yet, but the ITV, the Apple TV, but an actual TV device that's already connected.
1: The Apple of your ITV? The
0: a- yes, coming up later this year. We'll let you know as soon as we know. We're not hey, going to hey, talk listen. about it.
1: Rumors are rumors. Rumors
0: are rumors. We're not going to talk about it in the rumor phase. However, Intel bum, 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 has confirmed that they are going to be making an Internet-connected TV set-top box.
1: And as a consumer, why should I care?
0: Well, first of all, they are really Intel, from from everything that I have gotten to read, understand, and know, has created some relationships and some deals with TV companies networks that are different than any of the deals that are currently in
1: existence so it's not like um suddenly an intel labeled box is going to show up if i'm a cox customer uh no it's like we suddenly have a non-cable tv option for tv correct so what they're looking
0: at doing is is so for years and let me go back and give you kind of the steve jobs vision and this ties in i'll i'll kind of pull it all together for you um Steve Jobs had a vision that TV service shouldn't exist the way it does today because people, for the most part, don't want to watch 300 channels of junk to get five channels that they like. But that's what you gotta, you, you've got to take. If, if you want the service at, at this level to be able to watch those stations, you have to get all these other things that go with it. So his vision was to, well, if we could just offer individual channels – and, and you could pay for those channels either in a monthly subscription or by channel or by show, um, wouldn't that be a more consumer-friendly way of doing things? So Intel has has said, uh, we're stepping into this arena. They're creating a set-top video box, which is going to stream TV content um, directly to the box. Now, we don't know the, the details of the deals with the with the cable company, with the TV companies, with the networks, but they are adding more and more relationships each and every day. Um, there have been, again, these are rumors. There have been rumors that most of the major networks have signed on. I, I've gone through so many different resources to get some some clarity. They're being very tight-lipped. What they aren't tight-lipped about, though, is that this box is coming. This is no longer a rumor. Um,
1: so here's the part that's very, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about it at this point, Okay. about the Intel system it watches you yeah that's so the, the set <laughs> top box that's watching you there's was, a camera watching what you do i was gonna and glo- who you are i
0: was gonna gloss over that part Ken. gloss over yeah because is this
1: not the creepiest thing you've ever heard
0: yeah so so let me tell you a little bit about why they're doing this is it good for me as a consumer uh it could be but it could be really really annoying And creepy. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're not looking to see what you're doing in the house. So, you know, if you're doing something in front of the TV that you would be embarrassed by, you don't have to worry about that, we think. Uh, No, you do.
1: You do, but you have the ability to flip a shutter so that there's no camera go. Yeah, yeah, you can
0: put duct tape over it. What's Um, in it
1: for me, though? I mean, I have no interest in having a camera look at me. So as a guy, there are
0: times that ads come on for things that I don't care about. I don't want advertising at all. If I'm going to pay
1: for my television, I don't want to see any advertising.
0: Okay, but if you're going to be advertised to, wouldn't it be smarter to have focused advertising? No,
1: it's smarter for me to be able to fast forward through (laughs) it.
0: So what they're (laughs) hoping to do is to be able to look at your profile visually and say, oh, this guy could afford to lose a few pounds. We're going to send uh, 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 weight loss (laughs) advertising his way.
1: Yeah, and there's no data collected on the household on that, right?
0: No, we notice that this guy squints a lot when we're watching. We're going to direct... Vision ads toward him. This Sun- is, sunglasses? This is a way to get targeted advertising right in front of you the way they want it. I'm against it. I, Of course you're against it, but, but listen,
1: we've said this before. No, Ken. here's the problem. What? It's intended to do that. Of course. Let me rewind the show to the earlier <laughs> riling on our congressional houses. I knew you were going to go there again. That the intention is all well and good, but the fact that I now have this camera that is connected to the weird wide web (laughs) means that somebody could figure out how to infiltrate this set top box on yes. my television, uh-huh, activate the camera for things outside of what it was intended to do, just like a hammer is hammer is intended <laughs> to drive a nail into uh, a piece of wood so that you can maybe build a house. It was never intended to bash somebody's head in, however, you
0: watch Dexter, apparently,
1: yeah, okay. However, You have to understand that if you have a hammer in your house, that is one of the possibilities. It's an unintended consequence of having a hammer. (laughs) You could get bashed in the head with your own hammer.
0: Well, listen, you know, at at the end of the day... Your mileage may vary. Your mileage (laughs) may vary, exactly. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that Intel's getting into the TV set-top business. I like targeted advertising, and that's me. Now, do I like the camera part of it? No, that's freaking creepy, (laughs) but... But I do like, you know, I, I don't want to see ads
1: for, for feminine hygiene products. They don't apply to me. But what if your wife is sitting next to you? She doesn't care. How, she, does, the, how does the camera know that? Well, does she have to hold a sign up saying, <laughs>
0: I don't care. <laughs> wait, what if when the ad came on, you just started shaking your head? No. And it said, oh, wait, let's give them something else.
1: And what about those guys that <laughs> love long hair? Yeah. It's, how's that going to work?
0: Oh, 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 they're
1: chicks. All those musicians out there are going to get All the musicians are going to get chicks. In, improperly.
0: <laughs>
1: and just because they have a beard doesn't mean it's a man or a woman. I, You're
0: listening to the Tech Show for non-tech people, the Data Doctors radio program. Ask us your tech questions even when we're not on the air. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors.
1: Remember, we're the circus act on the weekends, but during the week, we do, we do deal with computer and technology problems for a living. We are the experts at this stuff, so we can help in our stores, in your home, at your business, right over the internet. However you want us to help you, we can do it.
0: You like the program? No? Yes. Yes. Let your friends around the country know they
1: too can listen, laugh, and learn. The Data Doctors can be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. If you missed any of the info or links that we talked about, fear not, we've got everything posted at slash radio. Sit tight, hour number two, straight ahead.
0: Get all your tech answers in English at slash radio. It's the
2: tech show for non tech people. This, this is the Data is doctor's, doctors Radio program.
1: Radio program. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Show for non tech people. This, this is the, the Data, Data Doctors Radio, Radio Program. Program. It is time once again to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the
1: Data Doctors Radio Program,
0: the multi award winning tech
1: show for you non tech people. Yes, we're here on the weekends, but during the week, we love helping thousands of people and their broken computers and technology issues. Uh, help them in our stores, their offices, our their homes all around the country. We bring that experience to the radio to help all of you. We are the
0: Data Doctors, Ken to my left and me Spanky here to provide education and entertainment. We like to call it entertainment.
1: Can your smartphone get any smarter? With Google Now, the answer is
0: yes. Also, bad passwords cause lots of problems and led to a zombie attack on one TV station.
1: And wouldn't it be great if you could type without looking at your phone? What if it was smart enough to fix all of your flubs, too?
0: Better answers than the guys overseas. Or Or Uncle Jim's nerdy son.
2: It's the Data Doctors radio program.
0: It's the tech show. The tech show for non-tech people. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. That's the place to go whenever you have a tech question for us. Even when we're not on the air, we answer them pretty much around the clock. We do sleep sometimes. Some of us less than others. Kip wanted to know. He says, got a two-phased question. I have a taskbar warning of a Java update being available. Should I trust it? How can one tell what version of Java is running on the computer? I see a lot of questionable sites and services listed when searching Google.
1: Okay, Java. Java, Java, Java. Let's Let's start by explaining what Java is. Java is a universal scripting language that's commonly used by various entities on the Internet to perform magic.
0: <laughs> yeah, things a lot of things don't work without Java. Well,
1: actually fewer things don't work without Java because Java unfortunately because it is a universal scripting language, it can be universally used to attack people. And so Java has been a target of the hackers for a long long time. If you will recall recently, the Department of Homeland Security was encouraging people to literally uninstall shut off Java on their computers because of the potential threats. That were uh, certainly in circulation. So let's talk about. Let's get away from the technical side of versions and things like that. Let's just talk from a practical standpoint. <clears throat> Can you remove Java? Uh, uh, let's say if you remove Java, will you be safer? Unequivocally, yes. Can I function on the internet without Java? The answer to that question is maybe. Depends, no, depends where you go. There's no way to know for sure. Certain banks and uh, institutions, financial institutions and and things of that nature may require Java to be able to put up fancy pie charts and things like that for information that they're providing you, possibly. Uh, The only way to really know for sure whether Java is going to have an impact on you or not is to uninstall it and go about your business and wait for a website to say you must have Java to be able to do this thing. And if the the thing that they're saying that you can't do is really not that big of a deal, like this thing won't pop up or whatever, then you still don't need Java. You can leave it uninstalled. If you go to some website or if your company's uh, internal systems require you to have Java, that's a different story altogether. You're, you're literally not going to be able to function. So that would be the first thing. I mean, if you're just an average user, go ahead and try disabling Java altogether. Uninstall it and see what happens and see what happens and if nothing happens everything's cool everything works that's one less way for you to be exploited in my book that's good and to answer Kip's second question you're jumping the on there did I fire too early you did uh, the taskbar warning that comes up it's got the little Java, Java logo that's per- generally speaking you. I've never seen a, a scam where it's not legitimate Le- like not legit yeah All right, it's time for the Geek Speak of the Week. Geek Speak of the Week. You don't have to whisper it. Say it loud and proud. Geek Speak of the Week. There you go. We're going old school this week, huh? We are, because a lot of people don't know this term. It's an acronym, PEBCAC. PEBCAC. P-E-B-K-A-C. And you old-timers already know what this is, but don't give it away. But the youngins don't. Or the not-so-technical. Exactly. PEPCAC is an old-school acronym that tech people use around non-tech tech tech people when they're talking to each other so they they want to use this as code so that uh they don't embarrass you or insult you to your face um if if you hear there's a pebcac issue here what the tech people are saying is that the problem exists between the keyboard and chair what they're saying is it's a liveware problem you are the problem it's a carbon-based error human error and those you are, are, all, are? Those are all together, right? Yes. Hardware, software, liveware. If you hear it's a liveware problem, it's a person. They're talking about you. If, if they say it's a carbon based error, it's you. They're talking about you. <laughs> if they say it's a PEDCAC problem, <laughs> they're talking about
0: you. you. <laughs> and that's this week's Geekspeak. Bada bing. So, Google Now, it's the star of the new uh, Nexus 4 ad. And. Earlier in the week, I got to actually play with Google Now. And you're a big-time Siri.
1: Holy crap! You're a Siri fan.
0: No, I want this. Okay, so Google Now, this is probably the coolest, smartest thing I've ever seen Google make. Um, So let me walk you through what Google Now is. So imagine waking up in the morning, and you pick up your phone. And not only does it tell you what the temperature is today, what you should wear because of the temperature, it shows you what your appointments are. And as you get in your car, it automatically updates to show you the commute time to that appointment. And, oh, wait, there's an accident. You might want to go this way to get to that appointment. And, oh, um, you need to call this person. It automatically.
1: So do you remember when the PDA was at, like all the rage? Yes. The, um, who, was the, who was the big one? Palm. Palm. Yes. Remember everybody who had the PDA? Personal Digital, Digital Assistant. assistant. And at the time, it was pretty cool because, yeah, you didn't have to call somebody to figure out what your appointments were. Right. This sounds like truly a personal digital assistant. Ken, I've got to tell you, if
0: I am Apple right now, uh, you've got my attention because this...
1: Should Siri be nervous?
0: uh, If I'm Siri, I'm maybe looking to move somewhere else.
1: Siri, are you nervous about Google now? (laughs)
0: No comment <laughs> oh! there you go and that's what you know I was worried about what she might say because you know
1: well we could always bleep it <laughs> oh, that's true
0: so so Google now for those of you who have um, the latest uh, Android operating system and I'm not sure what devices do you know what devices it's available on I don't know okay Google now I know, ne-
1: I know the Nexus Nexus line right yeah for sure.
0: Go check out. We've got a link to the video. you got to see Google Now in action. It really works the way the video shows it. It's legit. I played with it. It is flipping awesome.
1: Makes Siri look bad.
0: Datadoctors.com slash radio is where you can check it out.
1: Still ahead, zombies attacked in several cities and a bad password is to blame. We'll explain. Also, what's a keylogger
0: and how do I check for one? That's this week's help. It's coming up on the Data Doctors Radio program. Hey, it's the Data Doctors. Hey, lots
2: of you come to our stores when you have computer problems.
0: Many of you rely on our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls. Some
2: of you take advantage of Data Doctors' remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the Internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right, whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away. Instead of
0: using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business Services
2: team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department.
0: Go to DataDoctors.com and let us take away the pain. In
2: store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to DataDoctors.com right
0: now. (laughs) Like he said, go to DataDoctors.com and get ready to to experience award-winning
2: service data doctors since 1988 we're the tech guys for non-tech people
0: it's the tech show for non-tech people this is the data doctors radio program
1: have if you have not heard the big news we're going all digital on april 1st meaning you need to head over to data slash radio right now so you can start subscribing to all the digital means the data doctors on demand itunes store stitcher radio all kinds of opportunities for you to do that We're growing our digital footprint. We're moving off the traditional airwaves. We've only got uh, like six, seven more shows good to go. So go get subscribed.
2: Are you confused about something tech?
0: Ha, you didn't hear it from us. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors Radio Program.
2: It's the Data Doctors Radio Program.
0: Zombies are attacking us everywhere.
1: Do not leave your home. This is a warning. How freaky would that be to have been For those of you that did not hear this story, four states were hit by a hacker that infiltrated the emergency broadcast system. Yeah, the EAS, you you know, whenever there's an emergent
0: event, you know, a a flood, a disaster, you know, that's that, you know, this is a warning from the emergency alert system, you know, do not do this, do not drive. Well, (laughs) so... A hacker got into the EAS.
1: Yes. And was able to broadcast a warning. Yes. The warning was, civil authorities in your area have reported that the bodies of the dead are rising from the grave (laughs) and attacking the living. Do not approach or apprehend these bodies as they are extremely dangerous. (laughs) So, now,
0: while that's funny, okay, it is, in and of itself, that's funny. However... They broke a lot of laws. They yes. did a lot of things. If this, they could have caused some serious damage. They
1: didn't. Hardcore hacker, right? Had to hack through millions of lines of code. Probably spent years trying to figure out how to get through this very secure emergency broadcast system so that they could pull off this hoax. You would think. How did he do it? Um,
0: Password. <laughs> he broke a password. Yeah, because they never changed the factory default <laughs> password. <laughs>
1: Whoops. So um, we laugh, but um, unfortunately, a lot of you that are listening to this show right now... You've done the same... You've never changed the default password on the router that connects everything in your home. So can you imagine if someone... If somebody decided they're going to play that game, they're going to guess that you didn't change that default password administrator or... Somebody does gain access to a computer on your network, and they can start to wreak havoc um, via your router on everything. It's it's a common problem because it's just too much work and too confusing for non-technical people.
0: You know, Ken, I'm going to throw this out, and I know you hate when I do this on the show, but I'm going to throw this out. I bet you if I drove around with my laptop and a video camera and I went through just my neighborhood, I bet you I can attach myself to a couple of people's home networks.
1: Well, I mean that's that's one issue, right? That's for the people that are really not paying attention. Sure, right. I mean, and let's say, let's face it, we've been monitoring this for what fifteen years since since public Wi-Fi was even possible. Or I don't know if it's been fifteen years or not. Uh, but it, since the beginning of the Wi-Fi story, we actually have done that exact thing and drove around for you know with various media outlets to see what percentage of those. Uh, of Wi-Fi connections in neighborhoods and in businesses is secured. And that number's gotten really, really high, right? so there are very few people that are still floating out there with no protection. So kudos to most of you, you're listening. Now, take the next step and make sure that that default password on your router is changed from the default. And anyone that's even remotely technical knows what the default password for a Linksys router is. A Netgear router. They know what the default IP address is. Getting to and compromising and doing really nasty things to you right. because you're leaving things at defaults, very, very easy to do. takes two seconds to change it, document it. In fact, we'll put a link to our little worksheet that That's says right. that you, should, keep you should know all these things yep. on your wireless router. Let's put that back up there because people love it when we do that. Landscape. Whoops. Portrait. Are you getting
0: flesky? I'm getting a little flesky with you. <laughs> So, Ken, I'm about to demonstrate this very cool app.
1: Typing
2: without
0: looking. Typing without looking. How do you type without looking? Flesky is a predictive typing app for iPhone, and now they've got a beta version of Android. Now, let's walk you through something. First of all, this is not ready for prime time. Flesky is still... And it's okay. You can hit your microphone. The listeners can't hear that. Back again? Yes. Uh, Flesky was originally designed for the blind. Um, The company that designed the software realized that blind people, it's not easy to text, to type, to email on a phone, on a smartphone, because you don't know where the key... So Flesky is so good that I was able to do... Earlier before the show, I was playing around, just seeing how many sentences I could write...
1: Without messing up. Without looking at the keyboard. Without looking at the keyboard. And, and, it's, and, and just so you understand, it's not some kind of mind reader. No. It is looking at the general placement of each tap and the letters surrounding it. And as you tap in various parts of what is usually the on-screen keyboard, it's saying, ah, you mean this word. And it's pretty right. good. It's pretty good at that productive it's, technology.
0: It's better than um, Dragon is with speech technology. It's better than the Swipe app. Yep, absolutely. So so Flesky, right now, if you want to check it out, you can. It, it's, it's this is a future tech segment. Future tech, because there's a few things about it that, that suck. It's not integrated. It can't be yet. Uh, right, but, but if it becomes integrated with your device, and so right now you could use Flesky, but then you have to do something with that text that you've created. And
1: the free app doesn't allow you to take that text to another to app. Another so app. it's it is very early it's really for those of you that like to play with future tech on your mobile devices
0: and by the way it's designed by the same people who make what our little girlfriend what the company that originally made siri oh making flesky gotcha
1: not important <laughs> anyway check if you like playing with the future interesting little technology that you can play around. You can download the app. It's free to play around with and, and, and see if you can get good at it.
0: Right. And you Android users, um, the again, it's still in beta for Android. So if you want to be a guinea pig, you know, it's okay to use it. Just know that it's going to have some some quirkiness to it and it's not in the Android App Store. So the link, if you wanted to get it, we have a link for it. Um, but you can get it from them, not at the Android App Store. It's going to be directly from the Flesky website that we're going to send you a link to.
1: I'm hungry for nachos. Why are you hungry for nachos? I don't know. Because you have a, a link here for nachos.
0: Well, we've all had this problem when you make nachos. You know, there's cheese on six chips. Salsa's missing from some, and then the rest gets soggy. Well, would you believe that there's a, mathematically perfect, a mathematical way to make perfect nachos? We got the link. We do. Check that out. And uh, right after
1: the break, how to check for hidden key loggers before you start doing your taxes. Plus, Stonut.
0: what to do when you're streaming no longer streams. That sounds
1: wrong. We're not real doctors.
2: It's the tech show for non-tech people.
0: This is the Data Doctors radio program. If you like all the tech tips, the tricks, the warnings, all the how-tos we give you here on the radio, we'll give them to you right in your inbox. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. Look for the newsletter box. Give us your email address, and we'll hook you up. And for you business owners... Subscribe to our monthly BizTech newsletter. Same place, datadoctors.com slash radio.
2: The first rule of technology,
0: restart it. Rule two, ask us at facebook.com slash doctors.
2: We don't read our answers from a script.
0: It's the tech show for non-tech
2: It's the tech people. show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors Radio Program.
1: And from the script, I'm reading Don Hurd. <laughs> <laughs> we don't read the answers from a script. Of course, we have think, notes in front of us. Don Hurd's talking about uh, the importance of checking your computer before you start your taxes. We always hit that message every year. But he wanted to know, is there an easy way to see if I have a hidden keylogger on my Windows machine before I start doing my taxes? That's this week's... Help.
2: I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You
1: know, I need someone help. Yeah, the tax season, as we've said year after year, is Christmas for criminals. They're laying traps everywhere to try to sneak into your computer because they know all the really good, juicy stuff that they need to steal your identity is being typed on your computer very
2: the
0: salacious information, like your social security number.
1: Now, key loggers that he's referring to, that's a threat that you should be concerned about year round. This is not, a, this is not exclusive to the tax season. However, it is even more important that you pay attention and do some self checks uh, during tax season because it's the, the, the likely, likelihood of you contracting these hidden little programs very dangerous. Um, and so we kind of walk through this and we've got this posted at datadoctors.com slash radio. But you can essentially... So keyloggers, um, they're real sneaky. So there is no 100% absolute way to know that you have a keylogger. If you do a virus scan, you do malware scan, you do a, it's not necessarily going to show up as malware or a virus if it's not a known version, right? The, the bad guys have the upper hand. So a keylogger can masquerade or hide as a legitimate program very easily. So it makes them very difficult to quickly, without really digging into the what's called the registry and really looking at signs that, oh, okay, this this computer has been compromised. Uh, there is a simple way for you, though, to go check to see if you should be concerned about a keylogger or for sure you have one. And that is if you bring up the task manager like we talked before and it lists out all the processes, you resort that alphabetically by the the, the process itself. So you just click on that first Column and it'll resort that list alphabetically, A through Z. Scroll down to the bottom and look for win logon. If you have more than one version, more than one instance of winlogon.exe running, you should stop everything, drop, roll, turn that thing off, and get it to somebody you trust. Because that is a clear indication that something really, really bad is going on, that there's actually two different people logged, logged in into your, to your computer, computer when it's only you. That is kind of scary. There should only be one. So that's that's a quick and dirty way to look to see, should I be concerned? That's an absolute red flag. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Get that thing in. Get it looked at. Uh, everything else then becomes a little more difficult, but that one is a clear indication. So if you see that, do not do your taxes. And run the other way. And that quickly this <laughs> week's. Help. Again, all the details, datadoctors.com slash radio.
0: Hey, anytime you have a question that you want answered in our help section, you can just ask us or help portion of the show. You can ask us, facebook.com slash datadoctors. Make sure you finish your question with help, exclamation point, because that lets us know that that's really an important question. Yeah. Leanne wanted to know, she said she's got a problem. I stream f- iTunes from my computer to my stereo. Until recently, there was an icon at the bottom of iTunes to choose either the computer speakers or my Denon speakers. I have a Mac with an Airport Extreme. Apple says go to the airport utility and edit it there. However, when I go there, there's no airport to choose. No, oh. AirPlay. AirPlay to choose. Um, also, I logged out, unplugged the device, tried it all to no avail. Any advice? Yes,
1: get rid of the airport. Well, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. That's no. that's one that's no, one way to do no, it. No, because then you don't have that elegant little thing in the iTunes. No, you don't.
0: Um, so, Leanne, this is a problem. First of all, one of the things that I would do first and foremost before I do anything else, because then the step two of this is a little more painful, but not difficult. Um, go into your Apple Disk Utility program, and that's in your utilities, and run a repair permissions on your Mac Because what happens is sometimes the permissions get corrupted, and when that happens, you're going to start to have issues where things don't seem the way they should. Now, if that doesn't correct it, and I'm going to let you know that chances are it may not, probably won't, but if it does, great. If it doesn't, here's what you got to do, because I've run into this problem before personally. Um, it's going to require resetting
1: your airport. Back it, to, to factory defaults.
0: Yes. And and this isn't resetting it like going in and saying, okay, do a reset. No, this is where you take the airport extreme in your hand and there's a little pinhole in the back. And by the way, do not do this with a pin because you'll puncture the button. Do it with a pen, P-E-N, not a pin. Paper click. A paper. Paper click. Paper, paper clip. Paper clip. Pl- I can't even say it. That thing. And and reset the device. It'll flash yellow for a few moments and then it'll go green, and then your airport express saw so- or your airport extreme software will come back up and you set up in the utility, you reset your, your network. Yep, everything. You gotta start from scratch. The security, the SSID, all of those things. Pain in the butt, but that's gonna be a surefire way to get it fixed.
1: All right, when we come back, Cispa is back. Some lawmakers are trying to push it through once again and we'll roll- give you our take on it and what you can do about it here on the Data Doctors radio program. Very important. Stay tuned for that. It's not something, it's it's dry, but it's important. We assure you we'll do our best to make you understand. It's dry. So get a drink. Yes. And then join us.
0: (laughs) Uh, Here we go again. The Department of Homeland Security is warning us about another major vulnerability. This time, they want you to turn off UPNP, Universal Plug and
1: Play. So how do you do it? And how will it impact your computer usage? These questions can only be answered by someone that understands your computer and how you use it. You need someone you can trust to
0: help you navigate all these ongoing security problems. If you don't have someone you can trust, let Data Doctors help you.
1: Bring your computer into Data Doctors, and we can do a free computer security checkup while you wait. And if everything looks good, we can install a program that allows you to turn UPnP on and off at will. If you haven't had your computer checked out in a while, it's time.
0: The ability for bad guys to silently control your computer is greater than ever, and they're counting on
1: you to do nothing. Don't let the bad guys win. Bring your computer into Data Doctors now for that free computer security checkup and get peace of mind. Find the Data Doctors location nearest you. Go to datadoctors.com and schedule your free computer security checkup today.
0: It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Final program reminder of the show. The Data Doctors radio program is packing up, moving out. April 1st, we're going all digital. So if you listen to us on the radio, the station you can hear us on right now, we won't be here after April 1st. So how do you fix that? Go to datadoctors.com slash radio. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Stitcher. Stitcher. There's lots of ways to listen. Datadoctors.com slash radio. On air. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio.
1: And we begin this final segment of the show with porn and politics. Porn is bad for you. Politics is bad for you. Yeah, well, actually, all right. Well, first of all, let's
0: start with the porn. At least it's bad for your smartphone. Uh, certain kinds of smartphones. Yeah, not my smartphone. How do you know this? Well, because it doesn't talk You've been talk field about... testing? No, I've not been field testing. Okay, first of all, we're not here to judge. So I want to start off by saying that because, uh, you know, th- and we're not making fun or joking about this. This is actually a serious uh, discussion, even though we're talking about porn. Um, if you are viewing pornography on your smartphone, specifically an Android smartphone, you better watch
1: out. The, yeah, the security experts are saying that uh, a about a third of the malware that's been discovered that targets smartphones uh, is tied to pornographic content. Right. And specifically at Android devices. So... so- There it is. There it is. So now, so how Read between the lines, you porn surfers. How does this happen? (laughs) Well, so when you go to the
0: sites, you know, you can inadvertently download malware on your smartphone because you don't know what's legit, what's not, what's malicious. You know, in the computer world, we tell you, always hover over a link. To discover. To discover. Hover to discover. Right. So if somebody sends you, if you see a link and the link is saying it's going to XYZ, and when you hover over it, it's saying it's going to LMNOP, you go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't match. They don't match. Well, you can't do that on your Android phone. Can't do that on any smartphone. Not yet. Maybe someday. We'll develop an app
1: for that. So anyway, be careful. If you are an Android user... Well, so the, the Data Doctor's prescription, for those of you that insist on surfing porn on your, your mobile device. Yes. Either switch to an iPhone <laughs> <laughs> or install something like Lookout, which is a free kind of a malware detection. Uh, not malware detection, but a, uh, it's like a safe surfing. Safe surfing. Yeah, it'll kind of warn you. Can, and also, if you're willing to pay them, um, help you track your phone down if you lose it. Um, but check out Lookout. And that's, you know, it, 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 let's put porn aside. Gambling sites, sites that basically you are trying to get a um, a key to a piece of software so you don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas sites, I mean, there is all kinds of places where if you venture into those shady parts of the internet, you are most likely you are more likely to run into something shady that you click on, and uh, they they've predicted it over and over again. Twenty thirteen is going to be the year of mobile malware, and every security expert that we've read you know their paper on is saying that without question the android platform is going to be the most targeted so it is what it is knowledge is power take that and run with it just uh, understand them's the them's the facts jack <laughs> yeah well
0: and now to politics <laughs> so we've we've covered sex now let's talk about politics so if you missed the start of the program today um we led with this because it's, it's something that's important. We've been talking about this for a while. Uh, last year, we got on our soapbox about SOPA. And SOPA was defeated. Uh, that was the Stop Online Piracy Act. Um, that was defeated easily. Arr! And then they brought in this new thing called PIPA. Uh, it was SOPA and PIPA. And
1: yeah. then they brought in CISPA. But but SOPA and PIPA basically were turned down or were basically defeated because there was such a big uprising Of the Internet community, against it. Right. Big Internet companies and lots and lots of you that joined in on the uh, letting our legislators know this is too draconian, this is too generalized, this is not going to be good for my, my civil liberties. Right. So fast forward to 2013 and now some
0: lawmakers have reintroduced the CISPA, Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act, a bill that basically allows private companies to share... A wide range of cyber threat information with government agencies. Now, what is
1: a cyber threat? Well, yeah, where does, where it, does, that, what's does the... it start with a posting on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, if you're... That, that is a suspected terrorist. Let's go talk to Facebook. We want everything that this person's ever posted on your network. If your first name and is
0: Al and your last name is w- Kada.
1: Right now, when Facebook, right, is presented with this require this demand or this request for information, they say, well, we're going to need to see more. We're going to need to see legal, a subpoena, something. A right? warrant. So
0: give us, give us, a, yeah, you
1: have to yeah, legally... Not necessarily a warrant, but a, but a legal document that says, subpoena hey, or something, we or something. need this. Typically speaking, they've got to see something. Now, law enforcement can go to them and, for the most part, convince them that it's something that they need to give up. Right now, Facebook has to tread lightly and go, well, I got to be, we got to balance our users' privacy with this request by the government. This bill is going to give them blanket coverage, no liability, such that there's no downside for them turning that over. So every time the government requests something, they're like, eh, here you go. Um, and uh, again, we don't have any problem with our government trying to protect us from cyber terrorism. It's coming. We know we're going to see attacks and all these kinds of things. So we want them looking at how to protect us. But not at the risk of a law that basically is so general that we don't know about the unintended consequences and how this law could be twisted and used in in ways nobody ever even imagined. And the lack of specificity and the general nature of this is why everybody is saying, well, this has got to be more defined. There's got to be more. There's got to be a definition of cyber threat or some better definition. It can't just be. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Cyber threat. So. If you want to know about it,
0: uh, CISPA, we've got links to uh, to find out about it, to find out how to stop it, how to contact your representatives. It's not a good thing. You want to stop it before it gets uh, started.
1: Uh, educate and regurgitate. Thank you. Something like that. You're <laughs> hey, li- you're, you're listening to the tech show for non-tech <laughs> people. The, right here, this here is the Data Doctors Radio Program. You can ask your tech tech questions, even when we're, not, when we're not on the air. Boy, I gotta, I gotta get that mouth start fixed. over. Ask anytime you want. Facebook.com slash DataDoctor. Remember, we deal with
0: computers and technology problems for a living. We're experts at this stuff. We help you in our stores, in your home, at your business. We can even remote in right over the Internet and help you fix your problems. If you like the
1: program and you want to keep on listening, go sign up for one of our digital dispatches, including the new Stitcher radio feed. You can hear it worldwide. Tell your friends, neighbors. They can listen to the Data Doctors whenever they'd like. If you missed any of the links or goofy stuff we gave you, find it all.
0: Right here at DataDoctors.com. answers in English at DataDoctors.com slash radio.
2: It's the tech show for non-tech people. This, this
0: is the Data is the Doctors, Doctors Radio, Doctors radio program. program. What they said.